0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Truth New Creation Podcast. Each week we'll explore fundamental truths about the genuine love of Christ being manifest through His people, the Church. During these studies, we will discover that the sincere love of Christ flows from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. This is the goal of our instruction, and we are so thankful you're listening today. It's great to see everybody this morning, and and if you notice, I'm always a little bit more alive in the fall. It's because I love the fall colors. I had the opportunity to go out this let yesterday and tromp around the woods, and it was just absolutely phenomenal. So I'm just uh, very excited about this time of year. But I'm also really deeply thankful for the encouragement that I constantly get from the brethren and uh, the words of encouragement that we have been doing is uh, three years now in the, the doing every Lord's Day morning. And, uh, you know, something I forgot to do is ask the folks online to send a little note of encouragement. Because as, as we encourage one another, it says that we inspire one another to good works and to love and to continue to labor. And so how important that is. And so I love reading these. Uh, it says here, Tamara, thank you for all the hard work you put in behind the scenes. You are truly committed to Christ church and tr- you are a true blessing to the body of Christ. Can I get an amen on that one? Wow, just so appreciate you. Yeah, go ahead, let's give it up. That's awesome. Thank you, Tamara. Appreciate it. Mrs. Compton, you are such an amazing Bible class assistant. So thankful for you. And uh, uh, you add so much to the lessons. And so let's give it up for Mrs. Compton. Woo-hoo! Oh, here's another one. It says uh, Ben and Holly fellowship with your family is such a sweet blessing thank you so running right back up here Emma the sweet blessing of the Ewings let's give it up for the Ewings Woo-hoo! all right let's give it up for Emma running with those uh, clogs on yeah. all right uh, John West I appreciate your faithfulness in meeting with the saints and I would say every Lord's Day it's you're so faithful I so appreciate that And serving the Lord by keeping the lawn mowed. Amen to that one too. Okay, there you go. Let's give it up for John. Also too, John, uh, uh, I'm going to just ask a prayer request for the brethren online and and for us as well. Is this Wednesday that you're going up or you went back, you went last Wednesday and got the report from the doctor. Uh, They're going to do some tests. They did some stress tests. They're going to get information back on uh, some things that uh, can help you. Is that correct? Okay, we need to pray for uh, positive results. And you said they're looking at maybe some medication that might help uh, open your airways, or what? I don't know what to right now. Okay, we need to be praying for that because I don't know about you, but uh, you know, having asthma or not being able to breathe—all that smoke of recent—you know—just rem- just think about living that every moment of every day. So we do appreciate you so much. It's you really are an inspiration to so many. So thank you, John. I appreciate it. All right, Scott, thank you for always having informative, insightful, and interesting lessons. Amen to that one. That's why I asked him to come up front. It's good job. <laughs> well, John, you're the rock star this morning. Your faithfulness and assembly and great smile are encouraging and inspiring. And because you always wear a mask, it must be those amazing eyes that you have that smile. <laughs> there you go for John West. Okay, that's great. Sweet. Now, before we jump into it, we do have a couple of announcements this morning. I got some exciting announcements, actually. Uh, uh, one that you always hear is Monday Night College Age group. Uh, uh, we're going to have them over for tomorrow night dinner and lesson, and so it's always a good time, really fun. A lot of energy in those young people keeps me running and then getting tired. Uh, Wednesday evening assembly will be at Tamaris place. Whoa, looks like you're conniving over there some of the college age kids. Oh, no. So, anyway... Uh, uh, Wednesday night at Tamara's place during the month of October and uh, really excited she has a big beautiful home that we can uh, have fellowship in so hopefully you can make it seven o'clock Tamara's place uh, Wednesdays and Thursday uh, or Wednesdays in October Uh, I shouldn't be reading my notes before I get there Uh, Thursday evening uh, ladies study at uh, Mrs. Parks house And this Thursday, Friday and Saturday, there are are those who can make it, have availability. We're going to be finished painting the back of the building. We're going to be cleaning out all of the gutters and uh, doing some other stuff. And if anybody is an expert elder, box bug, beetle, I think that's what you call them, slayer, uh, they're back. And so if you know how to do it, if you want to step up and do it, it'd be great. If you don't know... I understand that, but if you do know and don't want to do it, tell me, because I'm working on one of those days, and it'll be my personal revenge to kill every single one of them. I hate those things. So anyway, if anybody knows how to kill them, let me know. Uh, Sunday, October 18th, uh, Pumpkin Spice Holiday Bazaar. And if you're involved in the Pumpkin Spice, it's easy for you to say. Yeah, Pumpkin Spice. Holiday Bazaar planning meeting is on Sunday the 18th, but I'm going to be sending a little text message out to the group. Uh, I got one last question I need to have you answer before I uh, uh, print all the posters. So there you go. Happy birthdays. Wow, we got a whole slew of them. Okay, Titus is 19 today. Give it up for Titus. Good job, Titus. You made it. To 19, wow, and successfully I might add. Uh, <laughs> so Eric, I, I hear you're a little bit older than 19 today. Is that right? Couple, couple years older. How old is Faith? Okay, so you're definitely older than 19. This is good. Yes. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Oh, let's give it up for Eric. You don't want him to feel bad, right? You know, just because you get older doesn't mean you should feel bad about getting older, right? So, uh, Cynthia. Cynthia, it's your birthday coming up on the 8th soon. What is that? Wednesday? Thursday? Thursday. Wow. Awesome. Let's go for Cynthia. And Tanya, if you're watching, Tanya, Tanya uh, Johnson, our sister Tanya Johnson. I don't know if you're watching or not, but we'll sing you happy birthday too. That will be great. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Party at the Johnson house. That's how that is this week, all week long. All right. Oh, and there's one more. This is so exciting. Congratulations to Michael Fleck and Faith Johnson. Soon to be married. Woo-hoo! All right. Man, and you should see the rock on her finger, man. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, man. That's the first thing I saw. And then her eyes glowing. Good job, Michael. <laughs> Great job. So congratulations, you two. That's pretty sweet, pretty exciting. Really appreciate you both. So, All right. So I think we're ready. Did we miss any announcements? No announcements that I missed? That's pretty amazing. Cool. All right, let's grab your Bibles. Let's turn to the book of Psalms in chapter 16 once again. Psalm 16, just in case you forgot, Psalms chapter 16, beginning there in verse 11, beginning and ending. Oh, and by the way, I need to apologize to those who are online. Uh, My computer uh, seems to have decided not to want to interface with the internet. So sorry that you don't have a lesson plan. So, Uh, Psalms chapter 16 verse 11 you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand there are pleasures forever we've been working through that verse very methodically and the last part in his right arm there are pleasures forever we looked at Job chapter uh, 36 verse 10 and 11 And if you saw that last week, that's a powerful passage. And if you haven't watched online, I encourage you to do so. You can get to the uh, saved uh, message on the Pleasant Hill Church of Christ Facebook page or the website. And uh, a powerful lesson that I discovered as I was going through all of the, the pleasures. It says clearly, God will give you the instruction to live a life filled with great blessing but you must first choose to turn away from evil, and then you must choose to embrace serving him with a heart, a humble and contrite heart of worship, and if you'll do that, then there will be prosperity and blessings in your life. What an amazing promise, and with that, I want to then look at the next scripture in your lesson plan, and that would be As I look at my lesson plan, that would be Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. Hebrews 6 and verse 10. Speaking about being a great servant, as we serve the Lord with a heart of worship. In Hebrews chapter 10, uh, we see, actually, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. Great passage. God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward all, toward his name uh, and having ministered and then still ministering to the saints. You know what I love about the Lord? He doesn't miss a thing. Trust me on judgment day, he hasn't missed a thing. And that's not to scare you. That's to be a word of encouragement to you. Every sweet act of service from a contrite heart, he has known and will remember and will reward. Now, if you're a Christian this morning, he died and he paid for all of your sins, removed as far as the East is from the West. He won't remember your sins, but he surely will not forget what you have done to serve him. And I don't know about you, but that's a huge exciting and awesome thing to know as you lay your life down in service to him he will not forget and he will reward and he rewards in this life and in the next so let's look at our proverb this morning that really is the anchor verse for this morning proverbs uh, chapter 22 and verse 4 and it truly is the anchor verse for our morning this morning to deliver the message Uh, regarding uh, the pleasures and the prosperity that we receive from serving God with a contrite heart. Proverbs 22 and verse 4. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Again, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Let's pray. Our holy God in heaven, as we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the the way and the truth and the life, as was shared this morning by our brother Jeff, the one who has loved us and loves us still, we are called to follow in his footsteps. And Father, as your great humble servant, he laid his life down in sacrificial service that we might become Christians, that we might be empowered with your Holy Spirit, that we too could serve you, Father, serve you, Lord God, by sacrificing ourselves. Lord God, we ask now that we would remember what we have learned in the last two lessons. First, that in your presence, there is great power, but there's also great pleasures. And Father, because of this, we recognize that being united with one another is a pleasure both now and into eternity and serving you with each other as we Uh, serve to build the kingdom is both uh, so pleasurable now and into eternity father help us to see what are these pleasures that we receive now and into eternity father by serving you with a humble and contrite heart we pray in Jesus name amen again it's about service and the service that we talked about last week was a sacrificial service that's motivated by our worship. Remember, worship means to kiss towards, to bow down to, uh, to, to give ourselves fully in sacrifice. That's what worship is. But notice Jesus said, we find that service that is acceptable is service that is acceptable because of a contrite heart. Not because you're getting anything out of it, but because it's what Jesus Through you will do with no strings attached. And so this morning, we need to go into the lesson with that mindset. Now look at your lesson plan. And look at Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 4. The rewards of the humble, those who fear God. Jesus, it says in Philippians in chapter 2, verses 3 through verse 8, talk about Jesus as a humble servant humbled himself to the point of being obedient to a cross. And because he was humble in his service, serving each one of us, God raised him up and exalted him and seated him at his right hand. Therefore, you and I are to be humble servants like Christ. Again, as Jeff said, laying down our lives through love, sacrificing ourselves. And what are the riches that come from that? What are the honors that come from that? What is the life that we receive when we serve in that way? Those are the pleasures, the prosperity that God gives now and forever. And I hope I can illustrate it as we work through these these, uh, passages. So now let's turn to point number one. Point number one, the eternal riches of serving Christ. What are these eternal riches? Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25 Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25, a principle that I found many years ago and in faith I stepped out and have desired uh, to live that very uh, principle in my life. Principle number one, Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25, the generous man will be prosperous and the second part is the principle and he who honors others will himself Be watered. He who waters others will himself be watered. That's a powerful principle. He who serves other others will be served by God. God promises that. Now, you might say, Bill, you're preaching prosperity doctrine, and I've heard prosperity doctrine before. In fact, a businessman gave me a book on it. He said, Oh, Bill. You could be doing so much better as a preacher if you read this book and do what it says. And I said, what are you talking about? And he gave me the book and I read the first chapter and I said, not for me. It's basically how you can ratchet people down to get more feigned affection and and money and all this other stuff. I'm going, this guy is sick. That's not what we're talking about here. Jesus Christ laid his life down And he allows you to choose whether you'll serve or not. He allows you to choose whether you'll love him or not. He doesn't put any strings or expectations. He will reward richly if you choose to, but it's all your choice. And so the power of a contrite heart, the power of giving yourself to serve is so important. Not to get, but to know that God has promised, I got you covered. Then you don't have to worry about being generous. You don't have to worry about giving. You don't have to worry about sacrificing your time for others because God's got your 6 He'll take care of you. How, you might say, will he take care of me? He knows your needs better than you know your own needs. He loves you more than you love yourself. And so if you truly trust God and his word, and he says, water others. Knowing that you'll be watered to just go water and don't worry about yourself. And you're saying, well, that's fool's, fool's principle. I'll tell you what a fool's principle is. A fool's principle is, is to go out and try to get it through your own wisdom. What ends up happening is people don't trust you and people learn to stand aloof. And, and if there's a need, well, they're not going to provide your need because you've asked and you've provided for their need, but with strings attached, they're not going to do it. And if they do help you, guess what? They'll have strings attached. That's horrible. That's worldly. That's carnal. That's not Christ. He who waters others waters himself. Powerful principle of service. Just go start watering. Now, what does that actually mean? When you water someone, that means you help them grow. You help them become better. You encourage them. You inspire them. You praise them. You show confidence in them. You give them opportunities. You help them excel. That's what that means. That's powerful. Now look at the second one here. Another pleasure that you're going to receive. a Riches. God will bless you with riches but you just worry about being a blessing to others. The next one is Luke chapter six and verse 38. Now this is a a prosperity doctrine verse that is well overused in the churches that are preaching financial prosperity by giving more to the church. And I'm talking uh, when they teach that, they're teaching money. And most of you know, we don't do a stewardship meditation here and there's a reason for it. And many have heard the reason before. The reason is that I don't find it in the scriptures that there is a stewardship meditation every Lord's Day in the assembly. If you find that, you show me. It's not in there. And the one that you might be thinking about now was a special offering for poor saints in Jerusalem. That that collection was being taken to send to the poor starving saints in Jerusalem. It was a special collection. Nowhere is there a stewardship meditation. People should common sense know that if a family is going to to excel, there has to be some resources there. I don't need to tell you that. You already know that. And so this is not prosperity doctrine financial. This is prosperity doctrine, God blessing you richly, but you have to trust him with all that you have, all that you are. Look at Luke chapter six and take a look at verse 38. This is Jesus Christ saying this this is red letter not that it should have any more importance over any other passage of scripture but notice what Jesus says here let's read it together verse 38 given it will be given to you they will pour into your lap a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over for by your standard of measure it will be measured to you in return We're going to see some passages of scripture where Jesus talks about in the parables. Those who are given much and go out and invest what they've been given for the master. When he returns, rich blessings will come upon them. But have you ever found when you are gracious, when you are giving, when you are selfless in your service, when somebody else has a need, whatever that need is, do you ever experience the appreciation that comes back to you? And not that you're looking to be, attaboy, good job. But if you do it with no strings attached, and people know if you're jerking their chain trying to take an advantage, and if they don't, they'll figure it out pretty quick if you are. People appreciate it when you step up and help without you asking because they are seeing providing the need and then they just walk away with no expectation of return will god provide for you if you will do that jesus just said he will you then don't need to worry about getting your only concern should be about giving jesus died for the sins of the whole world amen everybody who's driving by here going hunting Everybody who's driving by here going to the lake, everybody who's driving by here to do whatever, and they're not assembling, they're not serving, they're not focused on the Lord, Jesus died for them too. He died for the sins of all the world. And those people will be richly blessed by God if they would selflessly choose to serve him by serving others. (coughs) We need to recognize and understand then That this is a principle, this is a promise that God has given for His people. And you can choose or not to serve Him with a contrite heart. And if you will, you don't have to worry about getting, just be concerned about giving like Jesus did. But somebody will take advantage of me. Yes, they will. Sad if it's in the church. But you know, if you're smart, and they take advantage of you, they should only do it once. Right? Remember the old saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Look, you lay it down for the Lord Jesus Christ and let him provide. You don't ask. You just have the trust knowing he's got your six. That's the key. Now, did Jesus know that God the Father had his six when he went to the cross? How many know what I mean when I say, got your six? I have your back. I got you covered. You don't need to worry. Go take care of business. Isn't that what it means? Look, do you believe that Jesus, when he went to that cross, knew that God the Father had him covered? That if he gave his life completely and fully, he did not need to worry about receiving because God promised, I got you covered. Do you believe Jesus trusted God that much? What's the answer? Well, of course, yes. What about you and me? We want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus? Did people take advantage of Jesus? You read your Bible. Yes, they did. And whatever they got in this life, that's all they got. All those folks are dead now. And if they were selfishly, willful, taking advantage. I'm sorry for the eternity that they'll experience. But for those who were humble and gave themselves in service, not expecting anything in return, wow, the blessings that they're experiencing now, amen? You can just ask Peggy and Leo, right? They'll tell you. You just ask Sharon and uh, Ruben Villegas. They'll say, yeah. You see, we need to recognize and understand, brother, nothing gets past God. Nothing. And if you lay your life down in sacrificial service with no strings attached, he's got your six. You're covered. You don't need to worry. Look at the last one there. Luke chapter 16, verses 8 through 13. Luke chapter 16, uh, verses 8 through 13. Luke 16, verses 8 through 13. And I would have you read the whole parable. This is just the end. And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly with with wisdom. For the sons of this age, people in the world, are more shrewd in relationship to their own kind than the sons of light. Uh, If you study the context and you know what he's talking about, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face for the church. People in the world will give money. People in the world will give money to get more money. People in the church won't give anything and expect everything. Now, that's, that's a general statement. The ones who have that consumer mindset we talked about last week, that's sad. Well, you don't have a children's church. You don't have a coffee bar. You don't have a big sound. You don't have the smoke and the... And all of you, I'm not going here. I want to be entertained. Well, that's a sad thing. That's not a heart that is committed to investing in other people. You see, the people in the world know that if you invest in others, it will come back to you. They already know that. In the business group, BNI, Business Networking International, you know what their slogan is? Givers gain. That's their slogan. The reason they give is for what purpose? Well, tell me, you know it, to get something. That's not what this is talking about. Jesus is saying, you know, the people in the world, they got this all dialed in. The folks in the church, not so much. Well, let's read on. It says, I say to you, make friends for yourselves by the means of the wealth of unrighteousness so that when it fails, when money fails, Uh, when your finances fail, when your stuff fails, uh, they who you have shared your resources with will receive you into the eternal blessings. Now, the next part is most important. Now, if I confused you or frustrated you or whatever at the first part, now you can come back and listen very carefully because here's the principle. Verse 10. Verse 10. He who is faithful in a very little thing... The use of your resources, financial resources, is faithful also in much, laying your life down and giving your time, your energy, your talents in serving others. That's what's really important. And he who is unrighteous in a very uh, unrighteous in a very little thing is going to be unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have been uh, faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, uh, unrighteous wealth, excuse me. Who will entrust the true riches to you? If you have not been faithful in using your financial resources, is God going to give you greater wealth? The true wealth? What's the true wealth? Treasure in heaven. There's a lady, and I, I honestly can't remember her name, and she has three little kids, and her husband walked out on her a year ago or a year and a half ago. Sharon knows about this later. And some people at the uh, Springfield Chamber of Commerce gave money to donate it to buy a cord of wood. At the same time, I found out uh, from Brad McKinney about this lady. And so here's this free cord of wood that somebody paid for, That person, such a a wonderful giver, he said, I don't care who it goes to, just make sure it's somebody who has a need. This woman, her husband walked out on her, left her high and dry, they heat with wood. No wood. Nice guy. We had the cord, she had the need, and we delivered. Her little girl gave me a big hug and said, "I, I... I am so thankful. I was just the delivery boy. It was a bunch of people working together. And that little sweet little girl, I wish I could remember her name, still have her face in my mind, gave me a big hug and said, thank you so much. We'll now be able to stay warm. Do you see the power there? Could you pay for that? How much money would it cost for you to pay for someone to sweetly and and genuinely tell you, thank you so much? I was the voice of God out of that little girl. And I'll never forget that moment. Do you see the power there? Is that overwhelmingly pleasurable? Is that overwhelmingly rich? What's the answer? You can't buy that. It's, It's far more valuable than money. We need to recognize that, brethren. But what about honor? Well, I want people to think I'm something great. Well, that's probably the wrong attitude going into point number two. Because if you want people to think you're something great, God says how it's going to get done. And it might not be quite the way you want it done. But if you want real honor, real respect, here's how it's done. Point number two, the eternal honor of serving the Lord. Matthew chapter 23. Again, Jesus lays it out for us. Very well. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 10, 11, and 12. And I always love the way Jesus works. He's so succinct in uh, kind of putting it right between the eyeballs here. He says, do not be called leaders. They were squabbling about wanting to be leaders and honored and whatnot. He says, do not be called leaders. For one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. Whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. You know what? God will bring honor into your life. How many have ever heard this statement before? I really love this statement a lot. A man is not honored for what he has, lots of stuff, but rather for what he has given man's not honored for what he has now people might go "Ooh, ah and i'll like you you know rich man have lots of friends i'll like you because you got cool stuff maybe you'll let me ride in your nice boat or car or whatever but you know what true honor comes from those who give true honor you know take a look at the next passage of scripture the book of revelation in chapter 2 revelation too you know i've had people say hey we i want to study revelation i want to study revelation i want to know all this stuff that's going on and, and where it fits in the book of revelation okay well let's let's work on this two verses in revelation first okay jesus talking to the churches talking to the christians these are the two churches by the way that have Almost all positives. One of them has uh, one negative. And so in the book of, uh, or in the uh, Revelation chapter 2, uh, verse 1 down through verse uh, 7, talking about the, the church at Ephesus, it has eight positives that Jesus says and one little thing they need to clean up. Notice what he says will happen for them if they overcome. Look, it's there in verse 5, beginning in verse uh, 5 or I'm sorry, verse, uh, where's if you overcome? Verse seven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. I'm so glad I read the wrong verse. How about verse 17? How embarrassing. Uh, To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on that stone, which no one knows, but he who receives it. Can I see a show of hands? How many like to eat manna? It's bread out of heaven. Oh, what's manna? She's going, I don't know. Sounds kind of weird. I don't know about you, but I would love to eat manna. Besides, the way it's described... It sounds like really, really yummy dessert. Could you imagine having dessert for every meal? Wouldn't that be cool? On God, too. It's free. All right. You're going to get some manna, but more important, you're going to get a white stone and a new name is going to be on it. Now, what's that name? Don't know. But only you and God are going to know. And you know what you've done in this life. And God knows what you've done in this life. And so if you make it to heaven, I believe that white stone and that new name is going to have to do with God and your service to him. Turn to the next verse, chapter three, and take a look at verse 12, Revelation chapter three and verse 12. He who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, a pillar in the church. And he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Jesus is going to give you a new name. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to know what my new name is. My conviction is, is that my new name will relate to the person I have been as a sermon of Christ. Now how many have ever said, you know what, Cynthia is an excellent pianist? How many have ever heard that said before? Right? How many have ever heard that uh, um, let's see, who do I want to pick, pick on? Oh, how many would how many have heard people say, and I've said this a million times already, that that Jeff Sharon is an amazing Project manager. You might have said it's a little bit different, but uh, amazing project manager. Notice I'm attaching the name to what? Service. Service. Let's close with Matthew, or at least this number, Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 25, and I'm going to cut it short. I was going to read Matthew 25, 14 through twenty. Uh, 21 but let's look at Matthew chapter 25 there's one really key verse here Matthew 25 beginning there in verse 14 and uh, down to verse 21 look at verse 21 his master said to him well done good and faithful slave you are faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things enter in to the joy of Of your master. Notice we're going to get things. I'll put you in charge of many things. In another passage, it says, I'm going to put you in charge of cities. Talk about honor, talk about respect. I'm going to put you in charge of cities. How many of you know there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth? And Jesus says there's going to be cities. Now, I don't know what all that means, but if you're faithful, what He's given you, you're going to be honored. How many know Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 through 4? If you are wise and you share the wisdom that God has given you and you lead others to salvation, you're going to shine brightly like stars in heaven. Dancing with the stars? What a joke. You're saying, well, yeah, especially when I've seen you dance. I'm not talking about dancing. I'm talking about being stars because God has showcased who you are by what you have done. That's what he's talking about there. Finally, about life eternal. Life that's real life. Go with me to the book of Galatians. Point number three, the eternal life of serving Christ. Now this crowd has been super responsive this morning. I just really appreciate... Uh, it's been pretty overwhelming for me to see how responsive you guys are. So I'm going to ask one more question to get a response. And I've got to tone it down a little bit, okay? Please, tone it down. I, for those watching, you're not being able to see. It's amazing. So anyway, <laughs> hopefully, how, how many of, how many of you have ever known the love of someone with no strings attached? They love you because of who you are and no expectation. They just love you because that's who they are. How many have ever had someone genuinely love you with no strings attached? Raise your hand. Okay, thank you. This is awesome. Everybody's got their hands raised except for one. But he never raises his hand for anything, but he smiles with a grimace. So I know he's raising his hand in his heart. Okay? I won't tell who that is. won't reveal his identity. Brethren, Jesus loves you. No strings attached. Jeff said this morning that we need to walk in his footsteps and love just as Jesus loves us. Amen? That's a scriptural mandate. If you love people like Jesus loves you, there's going to be amazing prosperity in your life, in your heart, in your mind, and amazing pleasures, because you'll be loved in return. There are men and women in this audience that I trust with my life, with everything I have. And I so appreciate those men because they have loved me even when I have been unlovable. Right, Kirk? Right. Right. There was a time when I didn't recognize in my not understanding leadership that I put Kirk through, Kirk and his wife, through a lot of uglies. And I can say that now because I've repented and our relationship has grown so much. I love that man. I trust that man because he's never stabbed me in the back once. Never. He's never taken advantage of me. He's never hurt me. He's always been available to help. That's the kind of love that God is talking about. And I feel that and I desire that for others. And there's great pleasure in that kind of love. That's what we're talking about here. So Galatians 5 verse 6 and Galatians 5 verse 13. Notice 6. It says here, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but faith working through love. Kirk is a faithful man because he's consistently laying his life down in sacrificial love. I'm probably in trouble with him right now because I didn't ask him to use him as an example of Christ Jesus, but he's his own example. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Verse 13. Verse 13 is a powerful passage of scripture. For you are called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, what? Serve one another. Through the love of Christ, serve and the blessing of love, love with no strings attached, will come back to you. You know what's different is that we in this congregation are learning to love without strings attached? That's not common. You may think it is, it's not. I have people from other congregations calling me, and there's there's several people in particular that have called me and said, What are you doing there? Why? Are people working together and desiring to work together and volunteering and stepping up? And when there's a need, there's no grumbling. It's just, yeah, I'll do that, no problem. There's men that physically probably shouldn't be booing what they're doing, but we have one right in front of us right now. It's love. That's what's different here. And I want to keep it going because it is pleasurable. It is rich, and you can't get it in the world. We'll look at the next two to finish up. 1 Corinthians and chapter 2. This one is so... I wish I could explain it, and I don't know any preacher who can. Beginning in verse 6. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age. We're speaking wisdom right now that's not of this world. The wisdom you're hearing this morning is not worldly. It's spiritual. It's of God. And that's why you can have riches and pleasures now and forever. Because it's God's wisdom. It's not the world's wisdom. Giver's gain. The more you give, the more money you get. Sick. That's not what we're talking about. It's God's love. Well, take a look here. Wisdom, verse uh, six, um, however, not of this age nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. That wisdom passes away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined beforehand to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood and they still don't understand it. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, but just as it is written. Now, this is what I wanna get to. Are you ready? This blows my mind when I try to wrap my mind around it, because you really can't. He says, Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. You haven't heard it. You haven't seen it. You can't even think it. The amazing blessings that are coming to you when you enter into heaven the new heaven and the new earth. Brethren, I get a little taste of heaven when a little girl gives me a hug and says, thank you because now we will be warm. You may think that's stupid and dumb and worthless, but for me, that is more than anything. There's no strings attached to that. That's who we need to be. Those people who sacrifice like that. And in closing, let's go back to Hebrews in chapter 6 and verse 10. If you're watching uh, online, I hope you're with us still because here's the promise of God. Verse 10, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name and having ministered and in still ministering to the saints every act of kindness, every sacrificial deed that comes from a heart that is selfless, a heart that's humble before God, a heart that's worshiping Him. Every one of those deeds will be remembered and will be rewarded. And they're being rewarded in this life right now. Because when I come into this body, I feel safe. When I come into this body, I feel encouraged. When I come into this body, I feel empowered. That's what it's supposed to be, brethren. That's what the world desires but can never have. That's what those who are self, selfish, and self serving can never know. But the riches and the honor and the true life, the life indeed, comes through service. Do you want prosperity and pleasures forever? In Christ Jesus, you live his life and they'll be yours. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for the blessing this morning. The amazing riches that we get are not financial. The amazing riches that we receive from you are the riches and the honor and the life which we so desperately desire. But oftentimes we don't even know we we have that need and yet you provide as we will humbly selflessly serve you as we see you have served us father help us to understand that this pleasant pleasurable prosperous life is given to us in christ if we humble ourselves and serve you with no strings attached we praise you and thank you jesus for these blessings and these promises in your name we pray amen all right well let's stand up let's stand up All right. What did Jesus say to do? He said to go. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. King of kings. All right. Let's go do it. Thank you.